0: Keep on keeping what you love, and you'll find that someday soon enough you will rise up, rise up. Yeah. Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome to the Underdog Show. Today I have an amazing guest here
0: with me, Kofi Thompson. How are you, my friend? Oh, I am absolutely fantastic, and I'm so glad that I could join the Barty party. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome told me to say that, by the way. But I am doing
1: amazing. <laughs> That's awesome! What an entrance! You mentioned the barty party, and I haven't told anybody this, but for my wedding, I'm putting my dog in a in a remote controlled car that mm. the license plate literally says "barty party." <laughs> oh. So um, I haven't taken any pictures or anything yet. But Jerome, I'm gonna I'm literally gonna take a picture <laughs> and send I it. love it.
0: <laughs> oh yes.
1: So awesome. So awesome. Oh, man, Kofi, it is such an honor to have you here today. You are radiating, you're shining. And I just I can't wait to get into your story. You've told me a little bit of the backstory. And today, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to actually get into it and and hear your story in full detail and what you're up to in the world. Now, I always start off with the most loaded question, Mm -hmm. which is what inspired you on your journey to where you are today?
0: I'd say many different things in my life inspired me. Growing up, I grew up in a household where Both of my parents suffered from mental illnesses. My dad had bipolar and my mom had schizophrenia. And I oftentimes, you know, was telling myself this narrative about, you know, what I'm going to do in my life. And I didn't really have many options (laughs) growing up. I, you know, I thought like, you know, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to hopefully be able to be someone that my parents can be proud of. And a lot of it came down to me always trying to also please others as well. So I moved out of my house when I was 18 and started this journey um, after both of my parents really became sick and I had to start like working on my own and went down a path of going to school and then landed myself as a financial advisor where I'm doing now. And one of the biggest things that motivated me to really pursue my success was really taking care of my father and When he passed away last year from cancer, I actually remember this moment where I had gone to his house and it was, I knew he had a terminal illness and we both knew it was just a matter of time. And I went over there and I was just so determined to just do something that can make him happy. I was just so determined, like he only had a couple Months to live. I was so determined. I was dad, I'll do anything. I really didn't have much money at the moment, but I was like, I will take you anywhere you want to go in the world. Like, just tell me where. I'll buy a plane ticket anywhere. And he told me, you know, all I want is for you and your brother to be successful. And seeing that even at the end of his life, he just cared about me, my brother finding success and being happy was just so it was a lot to carry, but I just I realized that, you know. I want to make something of myself. I want to change a narrative. I want to, you know, do these things. So my dad looking down on me can also be proud of the person that I've become. And then my future children can also be proud of that person as well. So that was really a huge driver. And a lot of the things I'm doing today really is, you know, from that moment when he told me that.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know it can get deeply personal. So thank you so much for for sharing that. And what a beautiful, I mean, it was selfless, absolutely selfless. Like what a beautiful moment that he's like, this is not about me. It's about you,
0: right? Legacy. You know, I I realize in so many different ways from as I've grown as an individual and grown in my business as well, is that, you know, one of the most fulfilling things is that selflessness, being able to act and serve others. <laughs> like it. when I was doing these things, and I at one point, like I was doing it for myself, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I want to be successful. I want to be able to have a nice life, a nice family, a nice car, all these things. But it really kind of, you kind of run out of fuel. Or that's what I felt. I kind of ran out of fuel <laughs> at some point. I was like, man, you know, this is nice and stuff like that. But when I transitioned the narrative and found my why, Um, You know, I'm doing this now for him, doing this for my future family so I can provide for them. It just inspired a whole nother level of just energy that I had and not thinking about, you know, really thinking about other people when I'm doing these things. Like it's, I think it's one of the most powerful things in the world, (laughs) being able to have a mission for someone else, someone else in mind. So I completely
1: resonate with you on that because even for myself right everyone always asks me Pam what's your motivating factor like why do you push the way that you push and I'm like Mm -hmm. it's because of my parents right I I want to make sure that they never have to worry about a bill their entire life Mm -hmm. that's what I want and just what you just said the power in doing it for somebody else. Like, I mean, of course you do it for yourself, but that's almost feels like it's last, right? You know, firstly it's, it's this, and then it's for your future family. And then, then it's your, you know, other family, your friends, and then you kind of come last, right? Oh yeah. There's so much power in that. There's so much power in that. So I can totally resonate with you on that. Thank you again for sharing that very much. It's beautiful. I I felt it right when you said it, and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you. You know, you know, and you can just feel that the authenticity and just like the it, the heart and in, in what yeah, you said. I and appreciate wow. that. Wow. And so for you, what, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: You mentioned you had a bit of a tough childhood, but what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. So I was always when I was younger, I always wanted to become a doctor. I didn't mm-hmm. know what type of doctor I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to be at the time in the medical profession. My Parents were always, or a couple of the things that they ingrained in me was education, you know, always educating yourself, you know, especially being Black, like having a strong base of education and knowledge was something that they saw that brought like a lot of pride and honor to you know, them as people. So when I was younger, they used to give me anatomy books. When I was like in elementary school, I was learning all the body systems and all these different, like kind of high level <laughs> things, but I was like eight, nine years old. And it was like, I, I was so, I became so fascinated with just knowledge because, you know, when I was, I, I would read these books and I would learn about a body system and like, just be so fascinated by the depth of knowledge that comes into just how our own bodies act. And so I follow that path really up until, I want to say like four or five years ago, I was really just going down the path of becoming a doctor. Um, I was actually right about to approach and apply to pharmacy school right before I found this position here as a financial advisor. And mm-hmm. a huge portion of that as well as I also a huge, I guess, motivator for me was also seeing my parents and their health declined. Um, especially mentally and seeing how unfortunately they were not given the best treatments. In my personal opinion, I feel like the treatment of psychological disorders has come a long way and it still has a long way to go. And fortunately, they you know, didn't get any like behavioral therapy. They're just, they're just given drugs. You know, they're just like, hey, like take these drugs, everything's going to be all right. So I had this huge motivator, like I want to go into the medical industry and change how psychotherapy works, change how we change or change how we treat psychiatric disorders, and really take this holistic approach, so people don't have to face the same results. Because in my opinion, like nothing is really solved by you know a pill. Oh, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. And then what blows my mind is when in those pills it just says, oh, potentially a side effect of. Mm-hmm. And then for depression pills, side effects of suicide.
0: How does that work? Yeah. I think we've become so like used to quick fixes. We've become so used to like short-term gratification that we want to take the easy route. And Mm -hmm. I I think this comes back to, you know, for like my own personality, like a lot of things that I realized like, okay, there is no easy route. And whenever you take an easy shortcut, there's always something you're losing out on. Right. Right. That be of health. Whether that be in business, whether that be spiritually, emotionally, and relationships, you're always going to be losing out on something if you try to take a shortcut. And especially when it comes down to your health, I believe that. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of situations where Western medicine is very important for like urgent care, but you know, taking a, a Eastern approach, something with less side effects. Let's work on your lifestyle your habits. <laughs> Let's get <Thanks>. enough sleep. <laughs> Let's eat right. <laughs> And just those things have such an amazing impact, but it's difficult.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I love that you had that mission. And how old were you when you wanted to do this? You're like, I wanna
0: be a doctor. I was, oh my gosh, I was like maybe like eight or nine when I really kind of, I made the decision, the the final decision of what I was gonna be in life. (laughs) About eight or nine years old, yeah. yeah amazing wow and
1: you continued on the trajectory for a while up until five years ago you had mentioned yeah mm-hmm. so what inspired you down down that path
0: yeah so it was a couple different events i'd say the first event was i was working in a hospital and i remember i started working there and again i'm the type of person i love education i love constantly improving and growing and whenever i i do something i'm, I'm gonna push myself I'm not gonna get to this place where I'm complacent. I'm gonna continue to push myself. I remember I started working in this hospital. I was told I was gonna progress as like a, a pharmacy technician and get trained in the, all these different areas. Uh, the last area being like, you know, trained in sterility and like IVs. And I I thought it was so cool. Like I'm gonna prepare the IVs. And I learned all these different areas. And then when it came down to me learning that portion, which is like a big thing, sterility training and things like that, my Superior told me that, oh, we can 't fit you in right now There's, you know there's a lot going on um, and you have classes and all these different things, and I started to keep getting these excuses, like it was either my class schedule or someone else got hired that was before me, and all these different things, and I was supposed to get trained after a year, and three years went by, um, and no training whatsoever, so I realized that i don 't ever want to be in a position where i 'm held back by someone else. Where hmm. I someone else is telling me what I can be capable of, someone else is telling me what I can be doing, and I saw that as like almost like it was like the biggest I really don't get offended very easily, <laughs> but like, if you were like placing me in this box, that is when I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> I just have so much of it because it's just like, you know, I feel like I want to continue to grow, and I don't want to ever be placed in, I'm not going to place myself in a box. I don't want someone else to place me in a box. Well, and that was one i guess big factor, another big factor is i I read Rich Dad Poor Dad <laughs> and being the first book uh introducing personal finance, it really just changed my perspective as to one like I feel like oftentimes people are told this narrative of like how to be successful, how to build up you know financial capital, and various other things, and they're like They're given this formula, like, you know, do this, like go to school, get this degree, be in this career, and you'll be all right, pretty much. But I found that with my own parents and many other people is that that's not always the case. There needs to be financial knowledge. There needs to be understanding of personal finances and understanding of how the small things we do over time have a big impact down the road, whether it be building a business, investing, in in my personal opinion. Success isn't always defined by just finances, but I want to have enough financial freedom to care for my family, right. to be able to make a difference in the community. So reading that book and become enlightened <laughs> to, this, to this area, I was like, wow, Like maybe I'm more destined to start a business because, again, I'm not complacent. I'm someone that wants to be continuously stressed, someone that wants to push myself out of my comfort zone and be self-accountable for my success as well. That was a huge, huge factor. I think another thing for me was also like the challenge. I found that uh, working in like for most, not all places are like this, but working in more, so, more so like kind of typical nine to five jobs, I realized this concept of being promoted to incompetency. Mm-hmm. And people will actually, you know, continue to, you know, climb the ladder, continue to get better. And then at some point, they reach this position where they've like at the top of the top and are just doing the same thing daily. And I saw that and I realized, I was like, I don't ever want to go down that route. I'm, I'm really, it's weird. I'm like always really observant of like people. And I've always like kind of thinking like, okay, do I want to go down this path? Do I want to go down this path? You know, what do I, am I going to be happy if I go down this path? And I kind of with prudence saw that if I went down this route at some point, I would just reach frustration because I would just be doing the same thing constantly. So I'm like, I want to do something harder. I want to challenge myself, <laughs> which always isn't always the best trait of myself. <laughs> Sometimes gets me into trouble, but I was like, I want to, I want to do something that is difficult that like, I will constantly be challenged Be in a position where I can constantly learn, constantly grow. So that is what really was just like, all right, I just got to take the jump. I just got to do it.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. And so how the past five years, I mean, I'm sure you've learned a lot. The, the finance world is always and the planning world is always new things to learn and so mm-hmm. much to learn. So that's amazing. That's amazing. So now all is well.
0: Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's, it's like, <laughs> I like starting any business. It's difficult. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to just sugarcoat everything. It's difficult. I was really challenged a lot to like, you know, look at myself inwardly and see where I fell short, see the places that I like really have the awareness to be like, okay, I'll be honest. And, you know, at first organization, not my strong suit. (laughs) I need to definitely get better at this. You know, I have to make sure that, you know, also I am, you know, listening you know, really hearing someone out when I'm talking to them and, you know, especially because finances is, it is a very emotional topic. Right. It is probably the one of the most emotional topics. I actually heard this a while ago, but I think this kind of really explains it. But, you know, people would be more encouraged to let someone watch their child than to let someone watch, you know, $500,000. That's That's crazy. (laughs) That to me, like, it it is deep. So when you are talking to people about their finances, you really have to be in tune with yourself be self-aware and also be focused on that other person because at the end of the day it's their plan it's their goals it is not about me it is about them um so I had a many different reflections and realizations over the last couple years and yeah I I can say that I love it so much because of that constant challenge that 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 constant like I am you know always push to when I'm working in a different market to learn more about you know how can I treat this person better how can I learn more things and gain more knowledge so then I can be more valuable to them you know how what are different things that I need to like work on being you know extremely consistent with my other habits as well because I realize like when you're in business you realize everything has an impact Your, your health your habits of like you know getting enough sleep exercising like Doing, you know, spirituality, you know, your emotional awareness, all these different things, like I've realized help me become my best self so I can be the best person in front of the person I'm working with. So yeah, I love it so far. And regarding the financial aspect as well, like I've had an extreme amount of success there. And it's something that I it got I had to get used to it. It was, it's weird. Like I remember when I was around like 20, 21 years old and I was broke, I did not have, you know, a single name to my, or single pay to my name. Like I was working like three or four different jobs at the moment. I remember I would actually, I was so broke. I would go into like the grocery store and they had like, they have awesome return policy. So I'd get like a frozen pizza, like two, $3 and I would eat half of it and then go and return the rest just because I knew they would take the pizza. And like, I really didn't have enough money just to afford like a two, $3 frozen pizza. Wow. And that was really life for me. Constantly just saving money everywhere I could, skipping meals just because I didn't have enough to provide for myself. And I, you know, young, I was strong. I was like, oh, I can do this. But like, there's a whole, I was really living in like a, a scarcity mindset. Yeah, I was like, there's just not enough. And that's just this narrative that I've just had for so many different years. And, you know, this business in many different ways has really ingrained in me an abundance mindset. Like there is enough there. There's so much out there. And it really just comes down to us as individuals. It's like, what are we going to tell ourselves? And are we going to tell ourselves a narrative that is going to allow us to see all the things that are out there? Or are you going to tell us a narrative that is going to be like very... And narrow and scarce so very long answer to your question
1: no i love that, I love that because i was going to say this that you know there's epigenetics and there's biogenetics and there's all mm-hmm. these things that right so your environment actually affects your dna and your mentality and everything which then manifests into you your reality, right. And you were talking about your childhood and how it wasn't the greatest setting. And, you know, there was poverty, there was all these things, right. And, and breaking free from those chains are not an easy thing. And, you know, because now you are on abundance mindset and I can tell that. And what amazes me is, is just your journey in general. So what? what, (laughs) how did you break free from, from that? How did you change from scarcity mindset that was so deeply ingrained because it takes, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. like your inner programming. I mean, that's, that takes a lot to shift. So how, what was that like for you and what advice would you give
0: to somebody who may be going through this very same thing? Yeah, absolutely. So it took, it took years for me. I think that many habits or especially like mindsets that we can develop, you know, it is often something that's been ingrained for like 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. And the shift doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in one experience for me, and I think that it's also important for us to give us patience, for speak give us patience, give ourselves patience, to know that it is not going to happen overnight. It really takes like a constant experiences, constantly kind of nailing down and being like, okay, how can I, you know, think differently? Things that I would say were integral for me were uh, a couple of different things. So. When I was younger, I started kind of delving into quantum physics because I'm a huge nerd. When I learned quantum physics, you know, you start learning all these things that are just like absolutely mind-blowing. You learn that like, you know, little small changes in something can have absolutely massive effect. Um, And there's always the possibility for something to happen. No matter how small, like there's a possibility for the the table that is right in front of me to turn into a, a tree. It it is it is completely wild and like you have to delve into it to really grasp it but that for me helped me realize like you know with what I want in life down the road there's always a possibility of it happening nothing is there's no zero percent chance for anything there's always a possibility there's a possibility for me to completely change my narrative and to get to uh, build wealth for my family build wealth for myself and deliver value to the world there's always possibility. So that for me kind of was like, I learned that when I was young. So that for me, I always knew that anything was possible in that regard. The other thing that was really impactful for me is there's this quote by Einstein and he says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, and expecting a different result. And I found that there were a lot of things that I was frustrated with. And I saw how my behavior was and I started seeing, all right, um, I actually read this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, that also really illuminated these ideas. But I saw that, you know, if I want to have a different result, you know, have a different result from, you know, the struggles my parents faced, have a different result of, you know, going down a path of that would lead to ill satisfaction of like your life. uh, If you go on this path where you're just not really meant for not learning about your true self, like I was going to face all the same things I saw. But I had to try something different. So I really didn't know a lot of the times before like what I was doing. I was just like thinking like, all right, what I'm doing isn't working. I got to try something different. I'm clearly not building (laughs) much right now. Um, I got to try something different. So it was really out of just like open-mindedness, being open to the fact that like, okay, there could be another way. And the only way for me to really understand and know is like, try that out. And then if it doesn't work, let me go back. And then you try out, you know, reading, you try out, you know, being healthy, You try out like expanding your mindset and learning things from other people. You start realizing, wow, these things kind of do work and then you can't go back.
1: You're like, I just learned magic. I'm not taking it back now. That's it. This is my life. Yes. This is my reality. You know? Yes. Yeah, yes. No, I, I totally hear you on that. And I resonate a lot with that because, you know, I read the secret, you know, law of attraction mm-hmm. and all these different things. And it's really all science, right? It's amazing stuff. This is science. Like it's proven it exists. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Can't say that it's wrong, right? And and here it is right in front of us. And it's just so amazing. Like neuroscience and all, I mean, there's so much to get into with that. But that's absolutely incredible. And that sounds like, I mean, knowledge has always been the base for you, which is incredible. And that's what's elevated you to where you are today, which I absolutely love. And getting into pretty much owning your own business, because I still think financial planning. I mean, you're basically you build your own book of business, you build all of that now. In your career, how have you built your book of business? Like what advice would you give to an entrepreneur that's like starting out for the very first time, whether it's Mm -hmm. financial planning, whether any business, any service-based business like this, where it's oversaturated, right? And you try you're trying to stand out and build your business.
0: What's your best piece of advice there? Yes, absolutely. So I have a couple. I'll start off the first one. One is that for me, I had to really take off all the pride that I had, you know, all the successes that I had previously, I had to, you know, I was stepping into a new area and I had to kind of take off my pride and be open to learning and being coachable Mm -hmm. because I can be very prideful. And, you know, when you've done a lot of things, right, you can step into a new area and be like, all right, this is just another thing I'm going to do. Right. And (laughs) I know for me, I had never run a business and (laughs) I've been successful, but I need to be coachable to also understand, all right, these are the things that you, these are the habits you need to build. You know, you need to understand the numbers you need to, you know, be constantly learning. You need to do these various things and, you know, like look at, you know, successful people. I just started looking at successful people and saying, all right, what are the things that they did? So being coachable and really being humble to learning and also open to taking criticism and realizing that like when you take criticism or when someone gives you criticism it's very good to be able to filter good criticism from bad criticism but when someone gives you criticism like take that and own it and use it to improve yourself because like i i feel like many times like myself included sometimes people take criticism and take it personally they're like oh you know you think i'm a bad person no It's just the thing you're doing and you can easily change that thing and then now it can be good. (laughs) So it's not just you, it's that thing. So being open to criticism is one huge uh, factor there. Another thing I'd say is being other serving, really thinking about like, like when we start a business, like we can often think about, all right, like what we need to do. And especially like in the first couple uh, months, years, we're just like, all right, like I need to get this thing going so I can be there 10, 15 years from now. And that can inspire some selfishness. Right. However, what I realize is that I do a lot better when I'm actually just thinking about others. You know, I'm thinking about, all right, what is the best thing for this person I'm talking to? You know, how can I best serve them? And if I can't serve them, I tell them that, (laughs) you know, let me, you know, connect you with someone that can serve you because I don't have the necessarily the competence. I can answer a question. I can get the better answer. But like, if I know someone that can serve them better, directing them to that and really just being transparent and authentic. Like, I think it's so important because, you know, especially financial advising, there's so many preconceived notions. I mean, there's you know, biggest name is slipping my mind right now. Bernie Madoff, (laughs) just that example right there. Like, you know, there's a lot of preconceived notions about the industry. Um, So when you can come from really a place of serving and helping other people out um, with whatever business you do, I personally believe that you can be wildly successful. And then another aspect would also be like realizing that you, uh, you can't do it all yourself. So I, I, uh, Gain this kind of like narrative and notion that, like, okay, like things aren't done right unless I do them myself. You know, I gotta, you know, kind of. And for, I feel like for most people that have gone an entrepreneurial route, like they're gotten really used to at some point in life of just relying on themselves. They're like, I have to learn how to rely on myself. I can't rely on other people. I have to just do this thing and, like, I, you know, full control. And that's what one of, you know, extreme accountability. That's one of the things that can really help you get there but i also realized that letting go of control is also just as important you know and saying that okay if my time is spent better doing this thing i need to hire somebody and i need to let go of control and create a system so they can know and they can they can do those things like how you how you plan them out but then let go of control there and now keep focusing on the things that you are specialized to do. And then also realizing that like, nothing can be done all on your own. Like I, it just coming back to like the self-serving, like I realized that like, you know, even in the beginning stages, me going out of my way to like help someone else achieve something, even if I am not going to see compensation for even if I'm not going to, it's going to be good for my business immediately has a huge impact because even in these small moments, you're still building a reputation. You're still building your own like identity as a business owner. And there was a portion of me when I started, like, okay, I'm going to like help out this person when I'm there, when when I'm, when I'm good, like, that's when I'm going to go, you know, help out people, or that's when I'm going to go, you know, take some more time to do go above and beyond and do things like that. But I realized that doing those things now leaves a huge impact because people can really see that if you help them some out help them out of something that like you're not necessarily getting compensated for people see that and they're like wow this person is truly there to benefit me they're truly there for to help me they're not just there to make money they're there to really like help improve and add value to my life." and that like being focused on building a relationship is so powerful because the, I attribute a huge amount of success that I've had to the relationships I've built,
1: mm-hmm. you know, when
0: people can, they talk about experience they had of me doing advising and then they tell their friends and they really trust you after the experience that they've had of you. And they're like, wow, like you've got to work with this guy, all these different things. And I'm like, that for me, you know, truly just validates the fact that really being altruistic If your mindset and focusing on what is going to be greater for the greater good, not just me, is so powerful in business.
1: Right. Amen to that. Amen to that. I, I love your trajectory, both personally and professionally. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And my question for you is also, too, you know, what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? It can be business. It can be professional. It can be personal. It can be whatever, whatever in your heart
0: that you feel? I think the one thing that I really struggled with a lot growing up, and this is only something that I recently realized, is I am enough as I am. Mm-hmm. I think that in my childhood, like unfortunately, because my parents both did have mental illnesses, they unfortunately were very absent emotionally. Right. Um, so I wasn't able to, you know, I never had the experience of like, you know, having a girlfriend and coming back to my mom or dad uh, and, you know, telling them about the experience or breaking up with a girlfriend and telling them about that experience or like really celebrating with them and like really feeling that connection that a lot of people will search for with their parents. I never really had that. And I was often, because they weren't very well, I was often always thinking about what their needs are. I need to help them out. I need to serve them. I need to, I'm going to, compartmentalize all my feelings and all my emotions. Now I'm going to focus on them. That really, it wasn't great for my self-confidence because there are a lot of things that I ended up, you know, not doing for myself thinking that like, I, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I need. It doesn't matter what, you know, who I am. It just matters that this person is okay. That can actually be destructive because you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, self-preservation is so important. And I only realized that, you know, I am enough for, you know, great things in life. I am enough to, you know, have to, you know, find someone that's going to be amazing and, you know, get married to them. I am enough to build a family. I am enough to become a very a successful financial advisor. Like I can do these things and really not doing it for other people. Cause that's where I find myself a lot. I was like, just because again, that the childhood experiences that I had, I was often doing it for Someone else's validation. I was like, I'm just doing it for external validation. I I want this person to think I'm good, I'm awesome. Like, so I'm going to do all these things for them. Then when it came to the stuff I need to do, I was like, all right, back burner, (laughs) not that important. So, really being able to tell myself that, you know, like I love you. (laughs) It sounds weird, but like being able to tell myself, like, I love who I am today. You know, I'm proud of the person I am and I deserve to have a great life being able to tell myself that and say it and mean it, not just say it, but really be able to show myself the affection and realize that, yeah, I can do these things in life and not doing it for other people, but doing it for myself. Really.
1: Amen. Setting those boundaries. So important. So important. Kofi, you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. What what are you up to in the world? Like the, the next six to 12 months, what's up in Kofi's world?
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> always, always a lot. So right now I am I'm a competitive powerlifter, so right now I I did hurt my back about a month and a half ago, so I'm recovering from that. But I'm feeling great now. But I'm trying to break a state record right now for deadlifting, actually. No. Yeah. So I'm about 148 pounds. My record, personal record so far, is 505 pounds on deadlift, and the state record is 507. So I'm really <laughs> right there. So I I do have to recover a bit from my injury, but I'm planning on. You know, knocking out that record and putting my name on the board there very soon. I'm also going to be releasing a podcast pretty soon of my own. yeah I um, absolutely love to have you on as a guest. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called uh Thriving through Trauma so that really is something for me that really hits home because I've experienced a lot of trauma in my story, and a lot of those experiences really held me back from becoming who I am today, and I feel like it's an area that just really isn't touched on. It's not really talked about the right. uh, the concept of vulnerability. Like it is, I feel like as we grow older, and as we progress through life, like people just become more and more sheltered and build up all these walls. And like being vulnerable is just not something you do. And you know, as a black male, it is like the exact opposite. You don't show our emotions. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to be like, hey, like this is a part of us. Let's mm-hmm. not ignore it. You know, let's honor like you know our own aspects of vulnerability and trauma that we've experienced, and also shed light on the fact that I feel this is something I've realized more and more. But when I was younger, um, I've never been super ever really starstruck. But when I was younger, like I used to see great people and be like, "Wow, they just are amazing. They just have this. They've been blessed. They have this amazing thing, and you know, they're just awesome. I wish I could be like that." And I feel like a lot of people look at very great people and, you know, feel that way. But what I continue to realize is for a very, like the majority of people that have been self-made is they have experienced some form of trauma, something very great that they had to overcome themselves. And I think illuminating and shedding light on the fact that, you know, these are ordinary people. They've just persevered. They've had strength mm-hmm. and they've had courage to challenge themselves to do great things. I think it's needed. I think that we need to, you know shed more light on these the fact that that it is true and show people like you can do this too you know and also a platform to create strategies for people or have strategies and different things that people can take from and be like hey i'm going through my own trauma what is something that i can learn and pick up to help me go through this as well and then as always putting in 50 60 70 hours (laughs) on the business growing my practice that is like the constant theme of life (laughs) So I spend many hours working throughout the week, really just learning more and more every single day and learning different ways that I can help people where I can better serve. And I think that is a constant thing for me. So growing the business and growing myself as well so I can help out more people.
1: You're amazing, Kofu.
0: I can't wait
1: to listen into your podcast. gonna be awesome. Now you got to let everyone know where to find you. Where can everybody find
0: you, my friend? Yes, yes. So um, I can be found on Facebook. Facebook, uh, type in Kofi Thompson to be found on their Instagram at Kofi underscore builds. Um, I used to build bikes actually. So that's where I got that name from. (laughs) And then on LinkedIn as well, Kofi Thompson on LinkedIn. So check me out on any of those three platforms, shoot out a connection more than happy to connect. And I, you know, I always love making new connections and form relationships.
1: You're amazing, Kofi. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. And just, I, I can't wait to see what you do with your podcast and what you continue to do in the world. So just keep shining, my friend. Thank you.
0: The only dream that I've been chasing is my own.
1: So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift and join us on the next episode.